Queen of Swat! The King of Crash! The Colossus of Clout! The Colossus of Clout! The Great Bambi! Going off with Rap Critic and Muse, and we are now uh, entering into a uh, very specific 90s nostalgia themed. Well, 80s and 90s nostalgia themed episode this week, aren't we? This week on Going Off, we're talking baseball. Can I just jump out the gate by saying, like, I don't really know dick about baseball. I like don't that, give so. a fuck about baseball. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I couldn't think of a more boring thing to watch <laughs> if I if my life depended on it. Okay, my only experience really with baseball is like fucking two movies, The Sandlot and uh, Angels in the Outfield, which I only had because, like, I only have my brain just because, like, I just remember that having that VHS, like, there. Oh, yeah. You know, it's one of those things where it's just like, oh, the VHS is there, like, that's just my associated with baseball. But it was always, did we talk about Angels in the Outfield before on the podcast? Never. I don't think so. Because I, 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 I've never seen it myself. It's one of those movies where it's just like, as soon as you think about the plot for a second, it just, like, falls apart. Like, I'm an angel, and I'm gonna help you uh, with some games, but not not this game, because we have to have tension. It's like, what? No, but you can help at that game, so why not at this game? Like, what? As soon as you introduce, like, angels, fucking angels, that can help you out, you're already cheating. So cheat to the end, like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, but then I was, just, like, sort of thinking about, like, huh. Is this like a weird sideways metaphor about like steroids <laughs> in the 90s? Because like it's just kind of saying like, oh no, it's okay that these guys can do these like superhumanly acts, you know, just pay no attention. Just enjoy the good game, you know? Baseball is such a boring sport that you have to add some kind of supernatural yeah. or extraordinary element to it to make it even remotely interesting. It, it's like this sense of going like, you know, isn't there just something sort of like inherently like magical about baseball though because you know it's a part of americana so we have to have this like you know mystical respect for it and it has to be able to you know have this otherworldly quality on top of it and it's like you have to do that because it's like without it it's really hard to make like a superstar out of that game right because it's like it, you hit the ball that's about as action-packed as it gets i guess it's what you do outside of the sport because, like, you really don't have a lot of time to shine, especially in baseball. Like, you're not exactly given a lot of screen time. You know, it's ver it's very one note what you're doing. You either need to be some fucking gallivanting playboy man about town, you know, in the fucking tabloids. You gotta be, you know, dating supermodels or some shit. You're going to the fucking playboy mansion for parties. Right, and that's why I was thinking, like... You know, the fact that the guys that uh, they are impersonating in today's album, like, the fact that they were both juicers and that was, like, a really big thing is the main thing I knew about them. Like, the fact that, like, oh, here are these guys from baseball and the main thing that's keeping them popular is the fact that they're juicing up in order to beef up their numbers. The only time I ever heard about Mark McGuire was way later, was in the fucking late 90s, uh, because I think it was a race between Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, I want to say, for home runs. Uh, yeah, I think that probably. was the deal. Jose yeah. Canseco, I only know his name because he was in that Simpsons episode. 
That, that's exactly. I only know Jose Canseco because uh, Liar Liar, the scene where he goes, I'm supposed to be Jose Canseco. And I was like, oh, I guess that's a baseball guy. You know? <laughs> the reason we're talking about all of this, because naturally we would not be talking about baseball for any other reason, <laughs> is because this week we've been requested to talk about the unauthorized Bash Brothers experience by Lonely Island RC. Oh, my goodness. I think I've made this point on the show before, or I've reiterated this point on the show before, and I do agree with it to some extent that Lonely Island in the late 2000s, early 2010s kind of molded what the tone of comedy would be. Absolutely. The, it's not lol to random, it's more nuanced than that, it's a little dark. It's about getting specific in the uh, self-deprecation you yes. know, like, it, it's about really building up a character, and, like, it, because I, I hear, you know, at the same time, like, who else is doing comedy? I was like, what, like, Lil Dicky? Like, I'm the white guy rapping, dude. It's like, it feels like such an awkward put-on when anybody except Lonely Island does it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, they know how to heighten the comedic tension. They know how to give you the over-the-top thing in a way that works and, like, actually builds up in the music and stuff like that, where it actually, like, he actually sounds like he's rapping like a Beastie Boy, but on top of that, it, it's that Weird Al level of, like, no, but this guy is a good musician, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, I was never a big fan of Lonely Island. I might have only liked a couple of the skits from mm. back in the day when they were doing the, um... The SNL, like, web exclusives, they kind of took... Yeah. They they were, like, YouTube gone mainstream. Yeah, and I wasn't into them at first. I was swimming through the internet by that point, so to hear, like, oh, SNL is doing something, like, okay, you know, like, that's fine. And I remember eventually watching it, it was like, it's, you know, it's ridiculous enough, but not, like, you know... It automatically feels like it's for your parents. Yeah, and then... Because it's on SNL, it's too mainstream, it's watered down. And, and I remember, uh, the, I think right before they had done that, they did the, wait till you see our penises, the Bongo Brothers. You remember that? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until Jizzed in My Pants <laughs> caught me off guard with how funny that goddamn video was. And I remember I was on like the, the you know, So Hip Hop Boards or something like that, S-O-H-H, you know, something like that. And I remember coming across it and it was just like, whoa, this is so funny that it actually like, it really looks like a Justin Timberlake video, but he, you know, is this loser. You know what I mean? Like... He really, like, pulled it off and made it work as a song uh, that was, like, really funny and heightening on that level. Oh, yeah, and then they did Dick in a Box. That was another one that was just, like, okay, funny enough in that, like, oh, you got Justin Timberlake to say my dicks in a box. Like, wow, isn't that, isn't that weird? You know, like, but it wasn't until, like, hearing the Lonely uh, Lonely Island album, the one Incredibad, the energy of that album hooked me the fuck in. And I remember I enjoyed all of the shit off of that, like, regardless of how ridiculous it was, because I was, like, really enjoying, like, not only just the randomness, but the way they heighten jokes, you know what I mean? I was a little disheartened when I saw when this album came out, because I have not been paying attention. Yeah. I have not been paying attention to Lonely Island, so when I saw the name of the album, I was like, oh, okay, was this one of the old ones that I never really checked out? No, it's a brand new one, or at least I had new to me. Feeling. <laughs> yeah. So it's 2019. It's a it's a companion soundtrack to a Netflix half hour special. Which, no, did, I didn't did, watch it. You didn't watch it. Oh, no. you should have watched it. No, no, because it's the same thing 
as goddamn Todrick Hall. It's I wasn't requested to review the Netflix special. I was requested mm. to talk about the album. Okay. So I'm only talking about You're these curious. songs, how they hit me as songs. I don't mm. want my opinion to be tainted by the visuals, because as a fan of Ninja Sex Party, I can tell you, the jokes don't land as strong if you don't have the visuals accompanying them. So I was like, well, let's see, because I'm, I think some old Lonely Island songs from back in the day, they are funny on their own. You don't necessarily have to see the visuals. So I just wanted, yeah, a pure, untainted first impression of this. And I hated it. <laughs> this is so fucking unfunny. This is, this is one of the most unfunny, intentionally funny things we've listened to for the show. My god, as people who, like I said, revolutionized comedy in the, they haven't evolved or expanded on that at all. And it's more lol to random than ever. It's so non, it's so non-specific. And I'm so sick of this sound too. The, we're gonna shout and we're gonna rap like this over the same, like, okay, here's my main problem, right? You made a specific project. About Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire in 1989. Yeah. And then you're throwing all of this other random shit. Why couldn't yeah. it just be two characters you created and then you could have more creative freedom with these people? You can create funny bat like lore and backup stories. Except the only jokes you get for these two fucking people... On this whole album are, I gotta do this so my dad loves me, and mm. I got tiny nuts cause steroids, lol. Fucking Christ, dude. Are you kidding me? Every fucking song, because my nuts shrunk, I got tiny nuts. Fucking, they leaned on that crutch. So fucking hard. It's so fucking whack, dude. And when they're not doing that, it's just like when they just dive into random territory where it's just like, I got an elf poster on my wall. Like, okay. Why is that? Was that fu- why? How is that funny? That one at least felt like, oh, 80s. But what was what was like, I got a hundred posters of, uh, no, a hundred, like, stand-up uh, things of this one celebrity. I can't remember who her name was. And I run through them, and only they know my pain. And I was like, I fucking okay. It's like, th- these, are spe- these are specific people. And yeah. I, know it's a- I know it's supposed to be a comedy thing. But then why pick very still, uh, like, very real people who I'm pretty sure they're both alive, right? Were they at IHOP a lot? Was that a thing? Man, okay, look. Was it? Like, let me know. Like, <laughs> The two worst tracks, uh, the, the ones I gave fucking dead-ass zeros, were uh, Focused AF and IHOP. The intro to the IHOP parking lot, which, let me double check. No, okay. I was gonna say the IHOP parking lot got my highest rating, but that actually went to the first track, because it's the only track on the album that I remember them doing, like, 
actually impressive multis and in rhymes. And I was like, whoa, okay, they're actually bringing some fucking fire to this. Wasn't funny to me. Yeah, like, okay, when, when I first like listened to it, they really caught me off guard again with how just hard they leaned in immediately to the, oh yeah, these guys are juicing. And, like, right. that's why, like, they're as big as they are. You know, and it's like, okay, I enjoyed that, and that caught me so off guard. Because it's like, yeah, that's basically the thing we know about them, you know? Um, But, yeah, again, as it goes on, it's just like, was that the only joke you had? Is there, is there no, like, I think there's something about him dating Madonna, I think, at one point. And, again, this is the one thing I, I was trying to figure out. Like, is one of them, like, cooler than the other one? Because... This first track is like, I'm Jose! And it's like, oh, it's like all this fanfare. And then the next guy, and I'm Mark. Jose! So when I first heard this song, I thought it was just two random people. One is the gallivanter, you know, and one is just a cool guy. And then it was just like, oh, it's specifically about Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire. And I was like, well, I feel like I would know the name Mark McGuire actually more, like, than Jose Canseco offhand. It was like, is there going to be some running thing about how he's the cooler one? Is that how it played out? They don't really lean into that so much. It just kind of yeah. falls it, it falls by the wayside. Yeah, I don't know if, the again, these two very real people, is the rich vein for comedy that you thought it was. Like, it feels like you tapped it pretty early on when you're already talking about the steroids in the first track. Or, okay, well, later, we got a song specifically about this forearm bash thing they do. A whole a whole song about that. So what I do enjoy is when there's just, like, random comedic break parts where, where he says, like, you know, when they're going on the rhyme scheme on Uniform Arm and it's like, well, you know, uh, something, something philosophy, we are the perfect pair to start a new society filled with home run hitting gold glove goliathies. And then it just cuts and it's like, here's what we found on the web for what is the plural of goliath. Goliath. He's like, oh, oh, oh yeah, we're with Goliath, baby boy. <laughs> like, I did enjoy, like, those things that kind of catch you off guard, like, comedically. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's 1989 and we're using the internet. Yes! And, like, and, yeah, exactly. <laughs> why does it have to be the late 80s then? If you're yeah. just gonna throw that shit out the window, why does it have to be specific? That This drove me fucking crazy for, for a comedy album. I, I I enjoyed it so little that I had no choice but to nitpick things that if it was a funnier album, I would have let slide. You know what I mean? But it's like, yeah. I don't have any choice. I, I think I really enjoyed this more than you because I, I watched the Netflix thing and I was able to see the, the everything going along with it and how ridiculous it was. So it did help heighten it. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure that did. And I I do acknowledge that that is the way it's supposed to be um, consumed. It's supposed to be taken in, is with the visual. But why release this as its own standalone thing? Yeah, and even with that in mind, like, there are songs that just feel like, like, the songs I enjoyed the most are the songs that, like, okay, I enjoyed the first song because it was the introduction of what was going on, but then there's at least three other songs that are basically just that again. Like, it's the Oakland Night song, which is about hit them, like, Ugh. hitting on girls, which I actually enjoyed. Like, because it was something different happening. And the uh, yeah. Bikini Babe workout, where it was just like, it just went in a oh. direction I wasn't expecting. Where like, oh yeah, we're lifting up chicks. Like, what was that one uh, lyric where he's like, uh, 
uh, oh yeah, <laughs> then time slowed down. <laughs> like when they make it all epic and shit, and then he's like, uh, it's like, a babe walked in and she wanted me to lift her, but she was in sweatpants, so I had to dismiss her. With a good bikini grip, you never risk a blister. Sweatpants slide, that's her head to the lifter. Just like the intenseness with which he's delivering it, and then followed with the, and I will lift you up. <laughs> Like, I enjoy, again, it's the heightening of what's happening that is enjoyable about it. But yeah, like, on its own, it's just like, this is a ridiculous concept, but they they make it work on the enjoyability from how ridiculous it is, you know what I mean? I don't understand why why Bikini Babe workout needed to be almost four minutes. Uh, and again, at the end, it was like, as much as I enjoy the ridiculousness of it, I'm just asking, like, but was that a thing that happened? Was, was it like a famous, like, early video that was like of them lifting babes? Is that a thing? I get it, right? <laughs> it's it's all exaggeration. But then why does it have to be about real people? I, can't, I hate that I keep repeating myself. But they seriously give me no choice. When you do this, when you do the IHOP thing, and because Especially I... Especially as a two-part song. And because I didn't see the, the Netflix special, I don't know exactly what happens in the IHOP parking lot. It basically just illustrates what 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 you're what you hear. There's not really much beyond that. There's a party jumping off in the IHOP parking lot for some reason. I guess I is IHOP the spot. Like like again, it's just like randomness is how we got here. But like once you're in the moment and you're like, oh hey, is that my Rudolph? You know, like you just enjoyed it. And there's a part where it's just like now nah, shake 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 your butt. Yeah, shake 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 your butt. And they're just like wait, I don't I don't think I want to do this anymore. Stop stop telling me to do this and. Like, at first, it's just like, okay, this is just, like, being ridiculous. But then when it cuts to the next part where it's just like, he, like, slowly turns to the camera and is like, after all the shake butt lyrics, he's just like, and what is the price of fame? <laughs> like, there's something about that ridiculous. And then that ridiculousness leading into the interview where they're like, Wow, it sounds like being famous is really hard. Yeah, it is. Also, would you mind shaking your butts for the camera? See, that's what we're talking about. It wasn't until IHOP parking lot when, yeah, they just keep chanting, shake your butt, shake your butt. And and one of them just goes, stop. That was the first time I laughed. And I, I it was it was a genuine laugh, too. But then for me, comedically, it was ruined by how immediately it went to like the more serious turn it, what it, is the price of fame? It, it's a completely different experience from having not seen the special, but I did that on purpose because I knew you were going to watch it, and I wanted <laughs> us to have the different experiences. Uh, I hated that Sia popped up on here because yeah, she fucking I, sucks. I can't stand right? her ass. I was just uh, like, ah, all right. I know you have to get a famous person, and this is what, you know. And not even necessarily on a skill level, but for y'all and that know... You know, yeah, not exactly one of the most popular people right now. Yeah, because that music movie. Yeah. Where, oh my God, and another layer on top of that, I didn't realize, like, the girl is also supposed to be, like, biracial, so they, like, yeah, darkened her skin. I was like, yeah. whoa, whoa, you just doubled the... <laughs> I think they originally got someone who was autistic, and then, they, like, she didn't want to do it because there was a freaked out a moment that freaked her out. Yeah, of course there is. Yeah, and then they got someone who wasn't, and then, like... The movie was on the back burner, and like even autism, like Autism Speaks, uh, funded it because they're like, "Hey, we could use this movie for our yeah. propaganda," because <laughs> they suck ass. But then even they had to disavow it because they was getting bad press. <laughs> when you, yeah, 
that's when you should oh, be man. able to read read the writing on the wall. Let it go. <laughs> Not worth it, see ya. But yeah, that's what happens when you're like, you know, no, this is what I want to do because I'm Richard Famous and I'm pretty sure I know what to do. <laughs> I might check out the Netflix special just to have the whole picture in my head. And it probably will make this funnier to me. But on the surface, it felt like the Pain and Gain movie. You know what I'm talking about? The Rock and Mark Wahlberg. Where it's like, two dumb muscle heads getting into some trouble. You know, I'm going to say, though, I'm going to go to bat for that movie. Because that movie is actually probably, like, Michael Bay's best movie. Oh, shit. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I remember watching that and being like, you know, having that moment of, like, I mean, I'm going to watch it because it's The Rock and he's cool. But I know this is going to be dumb. And I was like, huh, there was actually kind of a plot going on here that wasn't just, like... A dumbass, like, bad boys, Fast and the Furious type shit, you know what I mean? I'm gonna piss off some people with this comedy album for ha-has and lols. I gave it a one. Uh, I gave it a four. I think it, it it had me laughing enough where I was able to overlook the fact that, yeah, it is a little bit lull to random, and uh, some of the songs are, like, more repetitive, and also just in general, I just don't have any investment in knowing, like, oh, by him saying... Uh, uh, Mark McGuire has a hundred posters of Kate Bush. That means he he's saying some commentary about how they date it. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, you know. <laughs> Up next, though, on a more personal note, we've got Coming Out of Our Shells by the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, requested by Orange Ape Eagle. And your boy's got a story. I went to... The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out of our shells tour. Is that so? And it was so loud that I cried <laughs> and made my parents take me home before oh, no! the first track, before the first song was over. Oh no! <laughs> so I dragged them all the oh, way out. Baby views. To probably stand in a line with all Damn. these other kids, so excited. To see their favorite hero turtles and didn't even stay for a song. I have the cassette tape also because if you got the Pizza Hut pizza and you sent in the coupon, you would get the cassette tape in the mail. And your boy was a big TMNT fan growing up and he had to have that cassette tape. I never listened to that cassette tape. <laughs> I was so excited and never fucking listened to it. So this is the first time listening to the soundtrack the whole way through. And I got to admit, and I'm going to come off a little hypocritical here. I will piss off some people. I didn't watch it in full. But for reference, needed... Oh, hell no, I didn't watch this shit. (laughs) I needed to see if the versions on the soundtrack were the same as they were in the stage show. And I only did it for the first track. Because I got my answer. But Darren, I'm going to ask you. We're in a fucking boardroom. We're throwing darts at a dartboard. We're trying to figure out the coming out of our shells tour. This is going to be a musical based on the Ninja Turtles of the comic book, of the cartoon, of the movies. What's at least one song that you would expect to be in this stage show? Uh, we're the turtles. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Get out. 
<laughs> oh, you mean the theme song? Teenage Mutant yes! Ninja Turtles! Turtles! <laughs> Look, the theme song to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original cartoon show, is one of the best themes to a oh, cartoon. absolutely! It's so good! It gets you so hyped! Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles! Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles! Heroes in a half shell! Turtle power! And nothing! in this show sounds anything remotely like that. Why? Why not? I'm so, I'm so confused. This, this rock music is so uncool. Oh, it's it's the complete opposite of radical and tubular. (laughs) It is tame. This dead-eyed AM rock shit that sounds like it can only come out of weak clock radio speakers. You know what I'm talking about? It's sub crush 40. Oh, God, you're so right. <laughs> when our first song, We're coming out of our shells, coming out of our shells. He's trying to hit these high notes and sounding absolutely oh, no. terrible. Mm-mm. This was why I needed to know. I was like, did the show actually open with a fucking, like, acoustic guitar ballad? Leonardo no. or Raphael sitting there, you know, by his lonesome. Uh, on, on, the on the fucking the stool. On the wooden right. stool. Yeah, yeah. With the one foot propped up. No! Yeah, right! <laughs> Lone stage light. It was the fucking full band on the drums, backup instruments. It sounded like a legit song. Why is the soundtrack version this weak-ass budget... Oh, we're just going to have the one guy sing a little solo. He's trying to get that Kiss solo album deal and pop it off right quick. It's like an MTV Unplugged with the Ninja Turtles. I don't know what the fuck. You couldn't have opened with a weaker track is all I'm saying. At least it sounded like different than what everything else sounded like, you know, like, yeah. oh, here's the slow joint. And, and I at least enjoyed it off the jump because it's like, okay, you know, we, you know what type of album this is. Here's the really earnest song about these characters that you know are goofy, and that's kind of like the joke in and of itself, right? Like, you know, okay, I can at least enjoy it on that level. And then it gets to track two, and I'm like, I'm already kind of done with Uh-oh. the whole <laughs> <laughs> Look, the worst song. I'm, I'm going to throw it over to you. What's the worst song? Um, oh, I'd have to skip on down to, uh... uh well, no, no, not that one. Oh. <laughs> no, although that was a that was a close one. I gotta skip on down to Cowabunga, where they decide to start oh. rapping. They decided oh, to man. hit you with some disjointed ass fucking lyrics. These fucking dude, I swear to God, the, one of the lyrics was like fucking uh uh, gonna keep rapping, gonna keep talking, and then he just immediately stops, and you just hear the beat. <laughs> Plink on for a little bit. <laughs> and I'm like, are you fucking serious? They really went fucking, uh, I'm the hip hop apotomist, but Ron's the bottomless. Like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I couldn't fucking believe it. I was like, burst out laughing. That was the absolute worst because they were like, all the other ones, okay, weak ass rock songs, whatever. Like, they attempted to do rap and like, oh yeah, rapping is so cool. And like, every rhyme is like, the. They might as well have said, my name is Michelangelo, what I'm here to say, because that would have sounded cooler than everything they ended up saying. Yo, there's Donatello, even for a turtle. 
He's mellow. <laughs> like Jesus Christ. Gotta keep rapping. Gotta keep talking. What do you do when you can't think of a rhyme? Personally uh. <laughs> speaking, it's ending time. <laughs> what? <laughs> what was that? Am I the deafest or what? Oh, no. Stretched out. It's awkward. I was like, give me vanilla ice. Give me vanilla ice. I'll even take. I'll even take the new metal album. <laughs> I'll take the stop it through the bayou. I'll take that. Your fucking audience is ninety percent little kids. 10% bored as fuck parents. You're not giving them anything. Like, if the whole point is you don't want to get the kids too excited, that's the only reason I could think why it's so sedated. Why it's so fucking lukewarm. Everything oh is the slowed down. There was a joke. It was a video, actually, I saw from uh, the Upright Citizens Brigade on YouTube, one of the little um, improv bits. This is the song in every show <laughs> that no one likes because it's boring. I think it was Red Letter Media. When they did a video talking about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, one of my favorite movies growing up. As soon as it got to... Cheer up, Charlie. I would <laughs> fast forward that tape because I did not give a shit about the fucking, oh, what's the sad song Charlie's mom has to say? Don't give a fuck. That's Skipping Stones. Skipping ah, Stones. Skipping Stones. With that old ass splinter voice they got. Uh, man. Five and a half minutes. What are you doing? Oh. And I, I looked at the stage show. It's seriously just this guy dressed up as fucking Splinter, just fumbling and, like, walking slowly across <laughs> his... What is this giving Pondering kids? his life or whatever the fuck. Like, I can't understand it. The whole thing of the Ninja Turtles is attitude. Radical. Fucking pizza and skateboards and fight scenes <laughs> and everything. And then you look at this, it's the most boring shit. It's a what, fucking what, joke. What are these fucking lyrics? Standing at the water that looks like glass. I was like, wait a minute. You guys are in a sewer. There is no clear water near you. That <laughs> Water all around me. Oh, like, Are you dying? What's <laughs> happening? <laughs> yeah, is this your death number before they go kick his ass? You know, is Splinter going to fucking die? What am I looking at? Yeah. Oh, my God. And the reason why I was specifically thinking of the water is because the track that comes right before it, the fucking 90s Beach Boys level of lame and dried out. Tubin. Surfing subterranean Tubin. Oh, and, my fucking God. Dude, it, it, it took, like, this song to really make me, you know, think about, like, the reality of the Teenage Ninja Turtles, right? Like, wait, you guys are surfing under the sewers, and, and, and it immediately made me think of, like, the, the Futurama episode where they were, like, surfing on the sewers, and it was like, oh, the high tide's coming in, because a whole bunch of toilets are being flushed. It's like, you guys are surfing and shit? <laughs> yeah, like, it's so fun. <laughs> and, like, it just sounded so disgusting the more they described it, like, like you, you got to dig the heat under the street. It's like, oh, so you know it's like a humid, stinky heat, you know what I mean? <laughs> you're in a fucking sewer. <laughs> If you found like a fucking pipe and massified the leads into like the sewage system, as a kid, that maybe like feels like a great idea, but you don't even need to step inside 
to be discouraged. You know, the smell, <laughs> the smell will hit you yeah, way yeah. before you approach like, it. So, oh, wait. <laughs> so it's, it's, How am I getting it's, back up? Hold on. <laughs> like the Ninja Turtles and, and Master Splinter, like they're fucking yeah. turtles and a rat. Like they're yes. not really going to mind, uh, the sewer system, but like if, but like if April O'Neil were to go down there, like, hey, let me take a peek at your digs, and fucking was like, oh yeah, we're going down to the fucking sewer. Like, how long would she last before she's like, no, nah, I gotta get the fuck out of here? Yeah. Did they ever do that? Yeah. Did they ever bring up like, oh, you gotta come down to the sewer with us to you know get away from Shredder? And she comes out, she's like, oh Jesus fucking Christ, fuck that. <laughs> it's a fucking kids cartoon, but April O'Neil still says fuck no, and they don't censor. <laughs> she's like, I'd rather be kidnapped. God damn, it smells like a fucking foot mixed with solid ass out here. What was that one lyric? It's like, and you don't have to wait for high tide when you're surfing on the sewer side. And I was like, ah, just this lyric <laughs> that they're saying out loud that's up, like, suicide on this. Oh my God, album. yeah. <laughs> I, I heard so that jarring. too. That sounded terrible. Like, yeah. they, they, they put no thought into that one. Like, <laughs> no one heard that and thought, hmm, maybe give that one another take. Maybe. <laughs> Like, and, and you know, immediately after you hear someone go, yeah, surfing on the sewer side. Like, make, make sure you heard what we said, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just five pops in. Um, did, did you hear that right? We said sewer side. All right. Back to the song. I'll be back here. Well, oh, I think God. I had an issue with, are the really weird tonal messages in this that I was oh, trying to God. figure out? If there's, like, weird propaganda sprinkled throughout this that I'm, like, maybe reading into deep... Hmm. What the fuck is no treaties? No treaties after the <laughs> war? What? What's going on here? What's the message here? Walk straight. There's new kids on the block. Right? Wannabe. Walk straight. No need to mutate. What does that mean? What is no need to about? mutate. This is their Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic says, you know, giving you a message. Hey, kids, uh, uh, you know, turtles might have, uh, you know, fallen out of a bowl into radioactive waste, but don't d uh, jump in it yourself because it's no good, you know? Yeah, like, is that the moral? <laughs> what are you trying to teach me? And, and then Be the lyrics... yourself, kids. <laughs> and then the lyrics are just, walk straight, think straight. But then the one... The fucking one. I was fucking <laughs> be straight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. What's happening? <laughs> I think I, I think I get you loud and clear, Ninja Turtles. <laughs> but the weirdest one, I had to fucking roll my eyes out of my fucking head. We're jumping all around here. But really, what choice do we have? You gotta fight to be free. Fucking was that freedom isn't free bullshit. Which, which song was that one? You can count on. Oh, the last one. Oh, that one. Is the only decent yeah. song in the whole thing. <laughs> it has a hook. Yeah. Yeah. A With semblance of a hook. Right. Yeah. They don't even do it the whole time. No. No. The plot here. So to speak. What I find to be really funny, by the way, is. The soundtrack comes out to about 35 minutes. Yeah. I think. The stage show is an hour and a half. What? Uh, what? So. Oh, they, there's they got action. 
<laughs> There's a lot of dialogue in here throughout. How? But the musical itself is front-loaded with songs. It hits you with a lot of these fucking songs because the whole thing is the Ninja Turtles are a rock group now. Face it, Mom and Dad. This isn't a phase. We're but, but a fucking they... rock group now, and we're going to rock the house. We're a little new to this, so uh. be patient, which is a really great way to write into your own script. Hey, these songs might suck, but oh, cut man. us a break. We're new to this, and we're also anthropomorphic turtles with three fingers. And so boy, do they sound it. <laughs> so our capabilities are naturally limited from the get-go. Like, they're really giving us the fucking basement tapes. <laughs> And try to sell it as the debut album. Ain't this a bitch? But naturally, this fucking won't stand with Shredder. Uh uh-uh. uh. Shredder doesn't like it. I mean, it rocks too hard. I, I don't like it either. Shredder. So I mean, I'll be on Shredder's side on this one. I hate to be a Shredder sympathizer here, a, a Foot Clan sympathizer. But his point is, he hates rap music. Oh, was it rap? Was rap the thing that was the problem? Rap for specifically, him? yes, which I find I really their funny. rap was what I was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, did you hear that last lyric they did on that one song? <laughs> he fucking pulls out a KRS one CD out of his suit. This is the real shit, kids! Boo! And he's like, bring that fucking vanilla ice guy back. At least he had like a fucking flow. <laughs> He was a fan of the of fucking Vanilla Ice. It's like I was stabbing my foot in that battle. That, that was the reason why it took me so long to come in. I was like, wait, hold on. Because what I find really funny is that Sh- Shredder has a song. It's not on the soundtrack. Oh, mercifully. Where Shredder describes and explains why <laughs> and how he hates rap music in... <laughs> A rap song. Oh, no! He hates it so much that he will adopt the style if he must. I hate this and it hurt first. I love it when the man is under rehearsal. I hate music. I think it's the worst. Oh, it's a metaphor for how, uh, you know, the, the industry itself. You know, the higher-ups actually hate black culture and hip-hop, so they're, they're using the mechanism of the machine to, to destroy the black culture or or whatever hotel theory. <laughs> oh, did you ever hear about that thing of, like, you know, the, the corporations got together with, like, rappers in the late 90s to make them sell uh, more uh, gangster rap lyrics. It was a, it was a whole meeting and, and to help fill up jails or something like that. You ever hear oh, that? Oh! <laughs> that one's new to me. I'm oh, yeah. surprised I haven't being heard of that. Used one. to fill up jails. Yeah, oh, that's man. why hip hop is so bad, you guys. Wow. That's why um, you need to pull up your pants and start a family. In it. <laughs> well, was there no rap about that then? If oh, that was man. the end game. Uh, so April O'Neil gets abducted at one point. Oh, which is why, which is why April gets gets a ballad here, which is by only the nature of this album. The second best song on the album compared yeah. to Count on Us because it's on this album. Like, right, it's only he, better compared to those. It's like a fifth rate tier Tina Turner song, you know? Oh like, my fucking God. So, again, it doesn't need to be four minutes either. No, does not. I mean, the stage show, it's not a movie. I don't understand 
why it needs to be an hour and a half. Why it probably had a fucking intermission. Like, can we fucking... What are you doing? You fucking gave away coupons and a fucking pizza. Like, no one wants to be here. No one wants to sit here for an hour and a half. No one's here for the music. God, no. No one's no one's fucking listening to that v- that cassette tape or watching the VHS tape, heaven forbid. And just to know there's an extra hour of content that that was just oh, yeah. action or plot, whatever the fuck, surrounding this shit. Like, uh, you gave it some fucking great jokes for the whole family to enjoy. You know, oh, man. some you know maybe some pop culture references and impressions oh, by the turtles. Fill oh up God. that time, so maybe not every show is the same. Make Dude. it go again. Some dinner theater, some improv. <laughs> Dude, I like and just hearing the song April's Ballad. It's so like the damsel in distress who's not uh, has no action in the plot. Like even though she's a fucking reporter, she be doing something. You know, she had some significance at some point. But I'm not worried because the turtles will come and save me eventually. <laughs> yeah. That's a, I love that because again in the same show because I skipped around and I watched a- April's abducted with a couple of like New York City like construction workers I think and April's like don't worry guys the Ninja Turtles will be here and they're like yeah right we're gonna fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay I love I love that you're answering for real life yeah, they, fuck right. <laughs> okay, I'll come clean. They didn't say we're gonna fucking die, but <laughs> you ever believe in four fucking New York turtles underground? What the fuck, are you crazy lady? Don't worry, you guys. The turtles will save us. Oh yeah, right. That's a laugh. They took off running as soon as it got a little tough. Yeah, what a bunch of weenies. Yeah. Uh, no, they so she sings this little song to reassure them that, oh no, they will in fact come and save us. It's like, alright bitch, but I still don't believe you. <laughs> Any minute now. <laughs> Just checking her fucking Maybe we watch. sing a rousing number. That's <laughs> what so she sings for four minutes. She's just fucking tapping her toes, looking at her watch. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> like, the, and this song's lyrics are so so. We were talking earlier about the Aladdin movie and how uh, the characters in that movie suck. Like the princess character, how she gets that one minute song about "I will not be silenced." Well, oh anyway, yeah! Off the fucking plot for the next hour and a half while the main yep. character does his thing. <laughs> like this is like sub that. Like she's like, well, I'm, I'm waiting. Like she doesn't even have like any sort of like agency in the sense of being angry. She's just like. Well, here I am, and I'm, I'm, I'm at, like, the song is actively about waiting. <laughs> like, that's not an, that's not a, something you write a song about. <laughs> and half of the song is just repeating, I, uh, I can count on them. Literally, I can count on them. Which the is musical just a, motif from the main song that comes next. <laughs> yeah, like, if you would have spaced these out, maybe. But the fact that it's the very next song is full of, you can count on us. Yeah, I know. She just <laughs> said that. that. That song didn't need to be a four and a half minute thing. It could have just been like an intro to you can count on us. But then again, this is because it's an hour and a half when you got to stretch for time. If this was just like a half hour thing, nonstop songs, 
I can imagine it being, you know, moving ahead a little faster. Yeah. But no, you actually got to make room for plot because the kids care about plot. Are the Ninja Turtles going to come through? <laughs> how how can they do it this time? How are they going to get out of this one? You know what is missed from the soundtrack, by the way? That I wouldn't have even known if I didn't watch any of the YouTube video. There is a character who plays Baxter Stockman. Who mm. turns into a human-sized fly creature thing. Fuck. He's in the play. Why doesn't he get a song? What the hell? Everybody should get a song is my point. If Splinter I mean, gets a five and a half minute song just wandering around, mumbling, <laughs> rambling to himself about water, oh God, why does it Baxter Stockman? Is that what uh, uh, he does all day while they're out fighting crime? <laughs> yeah, he's all triumphant in the go forth, turtles, conquer evil, fight for what's right. I'll be here just kind of muttering. <laughs> Until you get back, old man, who's only semi-coherent when his like you know relatives are there. I'll hold down the oh, fort, no. barely. Yeah, cold plate of glass. What was that? Oh, nothing, <laughs> nothing. Go on, go on without me. I'll just surrounded by water. What? <laughs> At least like wait till we're dying. gone. It sounded like he was dying and like he was he was being cast off to see or like there was a really rough like sewer thing coming down and he was like, you know, he's like dying and he's been <laughs> he's knocked out. He's facing it down. <laughs> right? <laughs> he, sees a, <laughs> he sees a waterfall in the sewer about to come and he's like, uh, he's enjoying the serenity of the water right before he goes down. Well, <laughs> But by the look of that tidal wave of human filth and sewage, it seems as if I have roughly five minutes, 20 seconds left to live. How will I spend these last moments on Earth? I guess I'll sing this shitty-ass song, I guess. You know, no one else is here. You know, with all the blood clogging up my nose, <laughs> I can't even smell how bad it is, so, you know, I'm kind of just enjoying how serene it looks. It's like a vacation. <laughs> this death. It, it's a sweet release. Is what oh, this God. is. Stiffing <laughs> stones. <laughs> Remember when I used to do that? Let me do that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, because he was a fucking human at one time. <laughs> that, that's the most depressing thing. Is that Splinter was at least a, like, skilled martial arts human. Yeah. Who got mutated into a giant rat. The, the Ninja Turtles have always been turtles. That's the thing. They just got hit with ooze and grew big. Yeah, they dropped... They actually kind of go into their story in the Walk Straight song. Like, they kind of go oh, into, yeah. like, oh, yeah, we were in a bowl, and then we dropped out of it into the mutation, you know? But you kids don't do it. We get to do drugs, but you guys don't do drugs. See, that's the thing. It's like, what do you mean don't mutate? You're fucking up there. You're in a cool, you're in a cool costume. You're, you're playing in a rock and roll band. You're fighting evil. You're ninjas. It sounds pretty cool compared to our existence. No, kids, we're just a metaphor for the, uh, for, you know, corporate, uh, corruption and, and pollution of the world. Pollution. We're not, <laughs> you're not actually supposed to follow us. <laughs> Kids, our whole existence is based on a comic book that was literally just people, like, it was a shitpost. 
It was basically being like, wow, they'll fucking make comic books on any fucking thing. Like, it's so ridiculous that we could literally write a comic book about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and it'll fucking sell. And it did! Yeah. It's the fucking producers! Gangbusters, yeah. You did it as a fucking joke, and now it's a billion-dollar franchise. Like, like, the very first comic is literally, there's no honor, no nothing, it's just like, so I was pissed off at that guy, and I want you to go kill him. <laughs> go go get him. This is gonna be a kid's show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so flabbergasted by that, that you had a kick-ass theme right there, and instead you just modeled the whole thing after fucking AM fucking soft rock butt Rob rock Stewart. shit. <laughs> yeah. Fucking late period shit. You, oh my god. You just weak ass power ballads. Not oh, what man. I would not what Dude, I would expect. Can you believe weaker this material overall is so much I would rather listen to the goddamn Barbie album. Oh <laughs> Barbie fuck has yeah. some fucking bobs. <laughs> That's a damn shame. There is no argument. That the, there's no debate. I, I'm not even. I'm not even saying that as a joke or or ironically. Yeah, no, no. that fucking Barbie album is leaps and bounds better than this. The no Simpsons joke. Album. I mean, all like this is the lowest of the low out of like the novelty albums you could listen to. You know what I'm saying? Like now, I'm not gonna tell people what to request. There is a dinosaurs album out there <laughs> from from the dinosaurs show. I, I'm because, interested. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> because do the Bartman was a fucking uh-huh. smash that they were like, hey, I mean, oh, and dinosaurs can, was my shit. <laughs> we, we can give Baby Sinclair his own song. Hey, not the mama. Remember that. And then you can give a song to everybody else on the show because uh, that's what people want. The, the teenager, uh, uh-huh. Robbie, give Robbie a song. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know they did follow the fucking uh, Simpsons. Um, Simpsons Sing the Blues blueprint down to a T. They even gave the fucking boss a song. Oh my goodness. Fucking, um, Sherman Helmsley, wasn't it? From the Jeffersons? I believe so, played by him, yeah. Yeah, like they fucking gave Mr. Burns his own song. And the Simpsons one. They had to give the fucking dickhead boss a song. (laughs) Hey, that's what it was about, though. Look at all these idiots! (laughs) Man, you fucking stand by that Mr. Burns song. Hey, hey, fuck it, again, leaps and bounds above, what the fuck is on this shit? Someone's gotta prop it up, someone's gotta put it up on that pedestal. Old ass birds could bust a rhyme better than the (laughs) fucking four fresh uh, teenage turtles, ain't that a bitch? (laughs) Here's the shit, though. I gave this .5 higher than the Lonely Island album. (laughs) This got a one and a half! I guess that by that. This got a goddamn one and a half for me. I at least w- w- could could want to see that. This, no, I don't never need to hear none, never, near one of these tunes ever again. Not even that you can get. Ca- I gave this a one and a half, yeah. You can get hey. this out of my face. <laughs> at least you got the same rating. That's all I care about. <laughs> but that about does it for this week's show. Um, big, big thanks to everyone who checked us out this week. And thank you if you requested either of these albums. Um... We greatly appreciate the requests. Uh, we mentioned on the past few shows that we're going to be putting a freeze on the requests soon, but you can check out our Kofi for the for the price details and 
read up on exactly what's going on with that. We're trying to play some catch up. in before, uh, you know, we, we close Before it's too off. late. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. But we're going to try to knock these out, play some catch up so we can open those floodgates back open again. All the rolled episodes are on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. So one of those is bound to work for you. You can... Play some catch up, listen to our older episodes. I'm fucking uh, uh, the Jamaican dudes on Hey Man. I got seven jobs. I'm doing <laughs> fucking, uh, you know, of course, YouTube, rap critic thing. I'm about, about to do a Twitch stream tomorrow on 1997 uh, part one. But uh, by the time this episode comes out, I should be doing another stream on that Sunday uh, at like three o'clock doing a Twitch stream where we're going through the uh, songs of 1997. You know, I do my Billboard Twitch streams. Uh, in between just other music streams and stuff like that. You know, I'm playing Injustice, but I also play, like, The Simpsons Hit and Run game and uh, Super Mario and all that fun, you know, crazy stuff. But, yeah, I do my Twitch streams. Uh, of course, I got the Review a New Podcast where we review movies. I'm uh, working on some more music, uh, tink- tinkering behind the scenes on that, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, that's to, to be announced, you know. If you want to support me on the Patreon ongoing... Uh, that you guys can vote for episodes. Yes, yeah, $2 tier you can vote for episodes all right now. And you can also join the Discord that we have. People listen to music and hang out and stuff like that. I've, I've been noticing. You can check us out on uh, YouTube if you're watching us on YouTube right now, if you're listening to this episode, rather. Uh, we got Riffcoms slash Riffbreak, one of the two, going up live every Friday. Uh, we're going to keep that going for the foreseeable future, so subscribe if you like our content so you don't miss a new episode. And uh, until next time, for going off, I'm Muse. And I'm Rap Critic. And awesome, righteous, Bossa Nova. Dude, Bossa Nova? What? Chevy? Okay, see, I always hated this. (laughs) What the fuck? Do you remember in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? Where, like, they're all shouting out these, like, just catchphrases, like, awesome, righteous, and one of them goes, like, bossa nova, and they're like, what? That's lame. And, like, what are you talking about? That's actually probably, like, one of the cooler words you guys have said. Like, (laughs) just shouting awesome and righteous is dumb, bossa nova, like, that's at least, like, oh, an old school genre that actually has, like, a bit of a cool name, like, that was probably one of the coolest things they've said, you know? We didn't talk about this ahead of time. We should have figured this out. Right. What we're all going to yell. Yeah, wait, you didn't have a cool word? <laughs> oh, you, you could have said nothing. Yeah. Oh, Donatelli, fucking egghead, busting out the fucking, ooh, fucking deep music head over here. has got to buzz out bossing <laughs> over. Fucking Bebop. Oh, yeah. Fucking, wait, no, that's a character in this world. So <laughs> oh, <one> no. <laughs> Anyways, well, that's... That's how we end that one. (laughs) (laughs) And a mini rant about how I thought that that one line from the movie was dumb. They're not always the smoothest of landings.